Welcome to Total Retail Talks, your podcast channel for retail knowledge. Hello and welcome to this episode of Total Retail Talks. I am Joe Keenan, the Editor-in-Chief of Total Retail. I'm excited to be joined on this episode by Kiran Wong, who is the CEO of AKA Brands. We're here at the ICR conference in Orlando, and uh, Kieran has uh, graciously taken some time out of his schedule to talk with us so uh, and tell us all about AKA Brand. So thanks for joining me, Kieran. Thanks, Joe. I really appreciate being here. So to get us started, um, I would love for you to give a little bit of an overview of the AKA Brand's business for those in our audience that might not yet be familiar with it. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah, AKA Brands is a collection of uh, teen fashion brands focused on Gen Z um, and Millennium consumers. Um, you know, we've two women's brands, Princess Polly, Petal and Pop, and two men's brands, Culture Kings and, and Minimal. And for us, we are predominantly direct consumer, although in two brands now we, we do have stores. We very much focus from a merchandising perspective on trend fashion, and an accessible price point um, and our brands lean into sustainability as well. And for us, we do a lot of that by focusing on a test and repeat merchandising model. And that's really a, a key aspect of, of what we do is across our brands, we launch new products every day. We see how they do. If they're doing well, well we buy back into them. If they're doing not, we, we let them run out. Tell us a little bit about your core customer, uh, your kind of target demo, as well as a little bit about the distribution channels in which you're selling your products. You know, our core customer is that Gen Z, millennial consumer, you know, slightly upper income. Um, three of our brands started in Australia, and we are now bringing those brands into the US. The US is about 60% of our business today and, and growing. Um, Australia, about 40% of the business. Um, predominantly we're direct consumer, um, although we do have stores, we've got 10 stores at Culture Kings and um, we opened our Las Vegas store for Culture Kings November 2022, I'm just seeing a lot of success there. We opened a store for Princess Polly in um, LA in September 23 and seeing a lot of success there and continuing now to open up new channels for each of the brands in the US. Just one quick follow-up on, on your answer there. In terms of you mentioned the brands were, were started in Australia. How old is the company? Kind of give an idea of context. Each of the brands is, is about 10 years old. You know, we came in with our private equity sponsor, Summit Partners, uh, about six years ago and started bringing these brands together. And really on the premise that, you know, direct-to-consumer was changing and really there was nearly a, a second evolution of direct-to-consumer with what Shopify could do for brands. And so all of our brands sit on the Shopify platform and that ecosystem of software that they have. And we bring the brands together. For us at the AKA level, we really focus on the business of fashion and we, we let the brands focus on the product, the brand marketing, um, and, and going, to, going after the, their core consumer. Um, and really at this stage, just looking to build a portfolio and, and really um, you know, help these brands be successful in the US market. I'd love to know kind of a little bit about your involvement, how you got started with the business. Um, tell us a little bit about your professional background and then uh, how you got involved with AKA Brands. So I joined AKA Brands back in April 2021 as the CFO. Prior to that, I had spent over seven years at Walmart in various different roles across Walmart's e-commerce business. I had Walmart's direct consumer brands reporting to me from a finance perspective for a while and also was part of the Sam's Club business from an e-commerce and a club perspective. 
Um, and before that, you know, started my career in finance and accounting um, and has been over here in the US with about 25 years. So as we begin kind of the first full week of the new year, um, there's a lot of talk here at the event around how retailers in terms of coming off of a highly promotional uh, markdown driven holiday shopping season, what that means for inventory levels. Can you tell us a little bit about um, where you stand at AKA Brands in terms of inventory positioning? Yeah, I think, look, with us being um, on a test and repeat model, you know, our brands are usually buying about 90 days out from an inventory perspective. So with that, you know, it allows our, our, our brands to be really on trend, you know, at all times, really, um, you know, bring great product to the consumer and they can react really quickly to changes in demand, either chasing into more inventory or just tailing down buys a little bit to adjust those. So. You know, I would say in general, we feel really good about the imagery going into 2024. I think, you know, we have done a lot of efforts across the brands to bring down inventory levels last year. Um, I think we're in really good shape now. And, you know, I think looking forward to a, a good 2024. Uh, with that in mind, looking forward to a good 2024, what are you seeing? What are you hearing from your consumers of AKA brands? Also kind of just the industry at large, kind of the macro trends. What are you, what are you expecting from consumers here as we, particularly the first quarter of the year, you know, there's a lot of talk where uh, with, you know, limited budgets that we kind of, some people overspent. And then there's always kind of that reckoning when it comes in Q1 where bills come due and then that, that might affect consumer spending, particularly in categories such as apparel. Tell us a little bit about what you're hearing and seeing. I feel that you know there continues to be headwinds for the for the U.S. consumer. We we are expecting those to continue into next year. I think that's how we're planning the business that we will have continue to have these ex external headwinds. I think we're fortunate with the progress we've made on inventory, opening up new channels for these brands. That we we also have new opportunities to build a business, and we don't have as much internal headwind this year. So I think with that. You know, gives us confidence as, as we head into the new year and um, that we, we can really execute against the plans that we have, continue to bring great products to our consumers and continue our initiatives around being more of an omni-channel retailer. To that last point of being more of an omni-channel retailer, and you talked about kind of the growth that you've seen here in the U.S. market. Tell us a little bit about the plan to continue to grow market share, particularly physical retail here in the U.S. and how that uh, factors into your 2024 strategy. Yeah, you know, these brands over the last 10 years have, have done a, a fantastic job of building really authentic relationships with their customers and doing that through online channels, performance marketing, but also a really heavy uh, push into influencer marketing and micro-influencer marketing is where they've really been successful. You know, over the last 12 months, we've done a lot of tests into different omni-channel opportunities. Um, you know, we've opened a store last September, like I said, for Princess Polly in the LA area in, in Century City. We're going to do three to five stores for Princess Polly next year. Um, we've also done a lot on the wholesale area in marketplace tests this year across the other brands. And we'll look to expand into those as, as we go through 2024. You know, we've seen really good success in those marketplace opportunities. For example, uh, Petal and Pop are seeing 96% of new customers for you know what they've sold on Target and Macy's Marketplace. Yeah, that's great. Um, tell us a little bit about as you think about your store expansion and geographic regions. Are there specific areas of the country that make more sense that you've targeted first and kind of then growing that to, as you look to grow the audience? Are there 
you know, like I said, certain specific markets that, that are being tested first? You know, we started on, on the West Coast, just that's where our fulfillment center is, that's where some of our people are. Mm -hmm. It just made proximity sense. To, proximity for yeah. where we are, just ease, ease there. Um, I think, you know, we, we have talked about we will open a store for Princess Polly in the San Diego area next year. Again, just proximity would work there. Uh, probably in the Arizona Phoenix area as well. We're also looking at the Northeast and, you know, we have a lot of um, data on our customers. We, we see where we have particular strength with our customer group and where we aren't as penetrated as we should be. So I think, you know, the Boston area, New York, are all opportunities that we're also looking at for 24. And then how does that kind of merge with the, uh, you know, the e-commerce business as well, sort of that thinking about that holistic omnichannel experience? Are there certain services or ways that you're kind of setting up your infrastructure to allow for that omnichannel behavior and, and best serve the customer no matter how they're, they're shopping? You know, we're, we're really leaning into that relationship we have with our, with our existing customers and you know, using our stores as places where we can do marketing activations and just really bring to life what these brands mean for, for, for these consumers. You know, Culture Kings in particular has done a really great job of that. Um, Culture Kings, you know, is in the streetwear space. They, they go across music, sports, fashion. Our store in Las Vegas has a particular marketing activation area. We've got a half basketball court inside in that area. Um, when the Formula One Grand Prix was happening, we brought in a McLaren Formula One car. Um, we did a collaboration on product, apparel product with McLaren um, and had a great event in the store with Lando Norris where a lot of our consumers and his fans could come in there, experience the product, the store. You know, and we'll continue to lean into those marketing activations. And I think that's, that's a great way for us to, you know, not just bring people into the store, but is really integrated into the core of what we're doing online and amplifying that, that marketing activity through our online channels to just really show what we can do, how different we are from a brand perspective and how different we are from a product perspective. Yeah, that's what I was going to say, kind of differentiation, creating that community. And it's not just around product, right? You can get differentiating through experiences as well. Um, so again, as we, as we begin this new year, I'm, I'm Interested to get your take, Karan, on you know the emerging trend or opportunity that you're really focused in on at AKA Brands that you believe you're best positioned to, to capitalize on in 2024. I think it really is just the core of the business that we have, right? Bringing on-trend fashion to our consumers, you know, and leveraging that test and repeat model that we have with a, a mix of online and experiential store, um, experiential store marketing. That's really just a key difference of, of where we are. I think, you know, it's it's great. We're a, you know, a predominantly direct consumer business that is profitable. We continue to generate cash. You know, we really control our own destiny and can really lean into the opportunities that are out there to continue to grow our brand, continue to grow our brand awareness, and, and ultimately just bring these brands to more consumers in the US. Yeah, I was going to mention that brand awareness piece. Is that something that you think about as you're building out your marketing strategy and, and you know, investments there? Um, how, how do you kind of go about attacking getting that brand awareness uh, level higher? We do think about it. I think, you know, these brands are, are really young. They're early mm -hmm. in their U.S. expansion. We feel there's huge opportunity and, and years of opportunity. And so 
really looking to to build that brand awareness through amplifying that in-store marketing or experiential aspects of the retailing that we're, we're doing um, but also just continuing to build on the community of consumers that we've that we have at each of these brands through the various online channels or different marketing events that we're doing as a, and I and neglected to mention this when I when I introduced you your correct title interim CEO that's correct. Yeah, at the moment I am interim CEO and CFO. I, I joined the business as, as the CFO um, and took the interim role last March. So thinking about that, as you know, there's probably you know pluses and minuses to everything, right? Talk about some of the challenges that may come along with being an interim CEO, but also some of the opportunities as you think about growing the business, growing the you know kind of instilling that culture. You know, how do you think about that? I'm very fortunate in, in the role that I have and, and, and the dual role that I have. You know, I think I, I work with a, a great team. We've got four great brands and, and really at this point, you know, continuing on the strategy that we have in place, the business model that we have in place and just bringing our brands to more and more consumers. I think we've certainly, you know, we've all been in a challenging retail environment over the last 18 months, two years plus. Um, I think, you know, we are really focused on what we can control, improving our model, improving our business and just getting these brands in front of more and more consumers. Great. Well, some, some exciting things to look forward to from AKA Brands. I want to take the opportunity to thank Kieran Long, who is the interim CEO and chief financial officer at AKA Brands. Thank you, Kieran. Thanks, Joe. Thanks for listening. For more information on this podcast, please check out our podcast channel page at mytotalretail.com slash podcasts for show notes. Total Retail Talks is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Make sure to subscribe on our podcast channel page as well. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few moments to rate and review this podcast. Thanks, and until next time, this has been Total Retail Talks.